Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Very special episode today. Uh, we've got an award to give out specifically, but um, we won't get to that just yet. Neil, how are you? Ah, oh, fantastic. Um can't stop smiling. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, this <laughs> is a, a moment uh, long overdue, I guess. But uh, should we get into something else first? Should we... Uh, anything else Anything else exciting in your life before we get into the shitload of stuff we got to talk about? No, it's October 21st in Toronto. Um, football is going into week seven. Uh, we have the Leafs are back. Leafs are back. Raptors, Raptors are, are back. back. Sports are back. Jays are not back. It's been a long, long fall season here in in Canada with just one sport. Uh, No longer is the case. Sports are back. Relevant sports are back. Mm -hmm. Times are good again. With that being said, should we get into Losers of the Week? Let's talk Losers of the Week. Loser. Um, I would... I've thought this person was a loser for a long time um just every time i talk about this person it gets me very heated um and my loser is cristiano ronaldo i'm just so sick so sick of his stupid stupid face his stupid attitude i don't get me wrong i loved him when he you know first started out in united you know years and years ago then he went on to be whatever he is now. He thinks he's better than any team he plays for. He thinks he's the best player on the pitch. When that's just not the case. It's just not. Yeah. And now he's in a tussle with um, the manager of Manchester United right now, Eric Ten Hag. And um, he refused to come on as a sub in this, uh, this past week's match against Tottenham, where United won 2-0. He refused to come on as a sub. So he's throwing a hissy fit. He doesn't fit in the locker room. He doesn't fit on the team. Get this guy the fuck out of here as soon as possible. That January transfer window cannot come soon enough. I'm so sick of him clogging up the media outlets, being the only thing you know everyone talks about in Manchester United. He's a cancer in the dressing room. Man- Manchester United is doing well right now. We're doing really well. We're in Europa League. Um, you know we got the European um, Championship coming our way, hopefully. Um, we're doing well in Premier League. Um, we got a big match against Chelsea tomorrow. Um, and he, yet everyone just wants to talk about Ronaldo and the hissy fit he's throwing. I'm just so sick of him. I'm so sick of him. So get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's 37 years old. 37. Uh, he's not quite the same player that he used to be. Uh, not even I, close. I can't remember... I'm glad he got disciplined because him leaving in the 89th minute because he refused to come on as a sub, then heading down the tunnel, heading into the locker room, getting his, getting his, his belongings, and then leaving before his team even left the pitch says a lot about his character and says a lot about what Ronaldo cares about. Literally, no one wants him. Where are you going to go? You think this is going to up your value? You think you leaving the pitch and leaving the locker room is going to up your value. You think someone's going to now want you in this January transfer window, whether or not he leaves in the January transfer window. I think Eric Ten Hag should never let him see another lineup again in Manchester United. And that's just what it is. 
Oh, my loser of the week um, is someone who has a similar aspect to their their character, um, who plays for themselves, who you know doesn't really care about what people think about him, uh, and that's Russell Westbrook of the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. And um, we heard the last week of preseason that um, the new coach Darvin Ham was planning on bringing Russell Westbrook in on the second unit for the the Lakers off the bench. Something that makes that team much better. Um, And Russell Westbrook mysteriously had pulled hamstring or hamstring issues and mysteriously could not play if he came off the bench and mysteriously <laughs> was completely healthy when inserted in the in the starting lineup he was starting a game five. time decision until he was put in the starting lineup and yeah. that is that just to me that says hey if you want me to come off the bench i'm injured if you want me to play in the starting lineup i'm completely healthy and that is the type of situation that the lakers are in right now with this man that they pay millions upon millions of dollars he is a top five paid player in the NBA, mm-hmm. and that is the type of player that he is. And for those reasons, he is my loser of the week. He is no way a team player. You saw during the first game when the Lakers were doing their uh, team huddle, <laughs> he was nowhere to be found. He was close to the bench taking off his his He was doing sweater. his, his uh, regular routine of you know running to the end of the court and whatever. It just, yeah. I mean, the situation's only going to get worse before it gets better. Last night in game two, he went 0 for 11. 0 for 11. He had and two then, points, and those were both free throws. He went 0 for 11 0 for 11. Field. And on top of that, he came out That's in the disgusting. media this morning yeah. on Friday, October 21st, and said that he actually felt like he played well. Nothing more. I think he's just playing with the media at this point. His brain is fried. I think, honestly, he's just giving the media something to go with. You know, I don't know what it is, but it's He's not working a game. out, man. That's that is CTE. That is Antonio Brown like no, style mentality. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I would a, not. I would not go that far. That is Kanye West in a basketball player's body. He's uh yeah, and if you look at the way he plays, like yeah, he's not making the shots, but he's still like. He's still putting in the work, I guess, like to an extent. Like he had five steals yesterday, and those were like hard worked steals. Mm-hmm. The shots just aren't falling for him. Yeah, he's just not taking good shots. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to say about Russell Westbrook? No, that's. I, I mean, you want to talk about the NBA while we're on Russell Westbrook? Skip ahead here. Yeah, a sure. Let's do it. Um, so we were two games in for some teams. Uh, a lot of teams are playing tonight, uh, playing their second game tonight, including the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the Raptors, what did you think of that game one performance against Cleveland? Heart, heart and grit. Like they, they have it. They, and Cavs are not going to be an easy team to beat this year. Like look at their starting five, Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Garland, uh, Karis LeVert, like Jared Allen. You've got players there that can give you a run for your money. It's a fucking good rotation. I mean, yeah. the they gave up a lot for Donovan Mitchell, but rightfully so. I mean, they're, they've shored up. They've got a star on that team now, which is what they're missing, and they haven't really removed. They've removed Colin Sexton, but uh, speaking of Colin Sexton, have you heard uh, what his nickname is in uh, in Utah now? No. So Colin Sexton plays on the Utah Jazz. Yeah. 
Rudy Gay also plays on the Utah Jazz. They're both in the starting lineup. So when they're on the floor together, the tandem is gay sex. Is gay sex. <laughs> they're calling the tandem gay sex. Who is calling it that? <laughs> I don't know. Everyone in Utah. They're calling the tandem gay sex. And I think that must be, <laughs> it's got to be the best duo name I've ever heard in my entire life. That is really uh, good. It's really good. I haven't seen that yet, but that's no, that's good. Gay that's sex. Good. They were all, they were calling it when Garland was playing with Colin Sexton. They're calling it Sexland. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. So many things you can Blessed do with, with a with beautiful Sexton. last name. Um, um, but, but yes, Cleveland has given up a lot to get the pieces that they need. And the Raptors playing without guys like Chris Boucher and Ken Birch, playing without that size. Ken Birch is coming back tonight. Right. Every single player is around the same sort of... We didn't see Otto Porter either. So yeah. every single player on the lineup... Um, is around the same build and that's what this team's put together. So even if they sub out one of their starters, they have someone coming in like precious Ashua who is ready to step in and, and replace them. And they really showed their defense in the fourth quarter of that Cleveland game. So if they can play that D they have a chance in any game against any team. They're against Brooklyn tonight. They're, they're really on the same wavelength. The Raptors are too. They've got another year of playing with the same core they, you know, Scotty's coming into his sophomore year. They are on the same wavelength. And yeah. you can see that, like, even the, with that final play of the game when Cleveland was trying to foul them. And the way that the way that they just moved the ball around, they gave it to Precious. Precious, I think, sorry, they gave it to Scotty. Scotty put it up in the air. Precious threw it down for a dunk. And just, like, the way they were able to keep it away and the way they knew where everyone was at the exact moment they were supposed to be. Yeah. It's just you can see that this team is is vibing. Coloco even looked good, you yeah. know, like he the rookie when they they picked 33rd uh in the draft in June. He looked good. Um the Raptors are against the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Uh speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, had a return of a disgruntled star Kevin Durant. He decided to stay with the team because the team wouldn't trade him, couldn't yeah. find a suitable trade partner after an entire offseason of speculation. This is this game is going to be a measuring stick for the Raptors. Well, Durant looked good. Durant looked like Durant. Mm. Kyrie Irving played in the game in the first game of the year. He's going to be playing tonight. Ben Simmons is back, and Ben Simmons is playing this season as well. Every season, you take him on your fantasy team too. When no one else wants him, you're always the person to pick him up because yeah. you, you believe in him. I don't buy. Where is this coming from? I don't believe you in him, him the all, player. You had him most of last season. I don't believe in him, the player. I believe in him in fantasy because he is a freak <laughs> at the position. He's six eleven, playing point guard. The man know. will get rebounds, assists. You've got to be dumb to not take him in a points league that we're in. I don't understand how you're a point guard and you're six eleven and you can't shoot a three. What point guard can't shoot a three, ever? He's what uh, scored one. I look three. at another uh, look. Well, my comparison to to Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons doesn't need to shoot threes to be successful in this league. He doesn't need to shoot threes to be a top ten player in this league. Comparable as a point guard, John ja Morant. John ja Morant never shoots threes, but he can. He gets the most points in the paint for a guard in the league. But the, the difference is that John ja Morant can shoot threes. He does shoot threes, and he can make them. Ben Simmons can't. He's is that literally knock on him. We don't have threes as a stat 
in in our league though in fantasy yeah but three points gets you more fantasy points than a two-pointer does yeah but rebounds assists steals blocks are all things that he contributes in too yeah fair who would you rather have ben simmons or cal lowry like on the raptors no, in fantasy, I'm saying. Right now in yeah. fantasy. I would rather have Ben Simmons because Kyle Lowry is, you know, at the Kaka very... poo He is. <laughs> no, he's, he's a... not kaka You just love saying that word. <laughs> he is. He's just at the tail end of his career. He's at the tail end of his NBA career and, you know, not really. I took him in the last round in our Who fantasy. Who do you have, Colin Sexton or Ben Simmons? I think Sexton, just so I can change my fantasy name. Oh, to... my God. <laughs> to something to do with sex. Ben Simmons, for since he's been drafted in the league, yeah, last year he was uncertain about whether he was going to play or not. But he's always been a top three round draft pick. He was always picked in the first three rounds. I'm not saying he should have been this year, but I'm saying if he can reach anything close to that value, you've just gotten a steal in your drafts because he got drafted in like the eighth or ninth round in most drafts this year. Yeah. That's where I took him, mm-hmm. and I knew, I was waiting for him. I was, like, drafting around a point guard, like skipping point guards just so I can load up on players. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to win your drafts is to look down. Don't just look at the players that are next up in your queue. Have a plan. Look, look down, like, a few rounds. Have a plan. Um, how about those? I know the Raptors just started their season, but the Leafs are four games in now. Yeah, since we're about to talk hockey, let's just get this out of the way, Neil. Let's just... I know you want to do it. Let's just... What? What are you talking about? All right. Neil... This is is what you're talking about. ...to be delivered this fantasy hockey trophy. I'm not happy about it. I'm cut the music. I'm not happy about it, but um, if you you are watching this, um, the fantasy hockey trophy is on our table right here. My name um, is on it twice already. No this one asked. The, <laughs> this is the. No one asked what other names are on this there. This is the fifth year we're doing it. When someone wins the Stanley Cup in the hockey world, yeah. uh, no one asks who won it in 1980 or. 1981. I mean, it's just quick trivia. I'm just throwing um, out there. Just quickly, you know, trivia for those watching at home, those interested. 2022 NHL hockey fantasy champion okay uh it says it here neil Rampersad. my team name well i had darnell nurse and radko gudas on my team last year gudas you just changed it to gudas so that nurse has a gudas was my team name and that is engraved on here and that, that will lead that would live in team his that they met they made their their legacy here yeah and you it would it would have been my team name again this year but you went ahead and stole my guy gudas so what did you change your name? Also, I know this is going to be the clip that you post on our Instagram. Already. <laughs> I already know that this is the clip that you're going to pull from this episode. It might not be. I don't um, know. There's lots of clips here. Who? What's your team name this year again? Man, I had some pretty good names on this on this list here. Yeah, did you change your team name? I did. Um, my, the first year that we did this, my name was Lou Pullout Game Strong, as in Joffrey Lupo. That was yeah. That's probably my best I've ever done. Um, but yeah, yeah, my team name this year, I, well, I, because you took Radko Gudas, inexplicably took him. Yeah. Um, I went ahead and I drafted Darnell Nurse. So again, the first piece of the puzzle was there. Second piece wasn't there. So I had to change my name this year. So team name, I, I had the, the pleasure of drafting Patrick Liney. 
Oh, right. right so right, right. my team name is Stay in Your Lane, bro. Stay in your line, eh, bro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, but uh, it's not going to be on the trophy this year. So enjoy this trophy. It already is. What are you talking While about? you can, enjoy this trophy. Um, you have it for the year until I take it away from you okay. at the end of this year. All right. We'll uh, let's move on to some real hockey. Yeah, I mean, the Leafs um, are in the news for controversial reasons. I guess not really that controversial, but head coach... Sheldon Keefe, um, after... I feel like people are blowing this up way more than it needs to be. I don't think that it needs to be blown up this much, but um, we have a bunch of pussies on our Leafs team that can't handle criticism correctly. And that is the problem of why this team doesn't move forward. Because they cannot take criticism and they cannot take constructive feedback to improve. And Sheldon Keefe cannot say things because players on this team their feelings get hurt and until that changes nothing's going to change and you're going to continue to have lackluster performances against teams like montreal and arizona teams that they should be steamrolling Mm -hmm. so when sheldon keefe goes into the media and calls out the elite players he actually said something along the lines of hey we lost this game against arizona because our elite players did not play like elite players. That's fair. Like I'm on board with that. Like what's, I don't, everyone, the media is just blowing this up saying like, Oh, we shouldn't have said that. That was uncalled for. Why? Why was that uncalled for? It's true. The elite players that were paying 10, 11, $12 million a year. Aren't playing like elite players. Yeah. That's a fact. I understand. We, we live in a society right now. Um, where, especially in the world of sports, where so many athletes are coming forward and they're talking about mental health and they're talking about things that happen in the, it, like bullying or mistreatment and, and things like this. And it's easy to, to get critical of your coach coming down hard on you. But this is so, like, the players are so delicate now that you cannot even give them constructive criticism. You can't give them any feedback. They're the ones essentially managing the team because how do you give someone feedback like that? Yeah, and it is a it's a very uh, tricky topic to you know talk about in yeah. media and in anything really because um, you do don't you do need to walk that fine line of you know what's too far. Mm-hmm. Um, in this specific instance of you know him calling out his elite players, I I don't think that's too far. We have obviously seen in the media. Um, you know, with what's his face, the old Calgary coach, um, or even Mike Babcock, you know, playing um, sadistic, manipulative mind games with his players. That was too far. That was too far. But this, you know, Sheldon Keefe. Man, like, what do you want him to say, though? Like, for him to have to come out and say, I used the wrong words, it's obviously he hurt someone's feelings. It's You want him to come out and say, oh, you did a good job today, Timmy, but play a little harder tomorrow. No, fuck that. Like, this is a fucking franchise that's worth billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And if the last time that they won a Stanley Cup isn't a representation of why this team needs to be fucking put under a microscope and a fire needs to be lit under their asses, this is why right here. Because Mitch Marner is a little bitch. 
that can't fucking accept when his coach says he needs to play better. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. Um, and we've, we've seen it, you know, this, this franchise is, you know, it's sad to say, but it's coming to an end with this core. Like we're running out of time to win with this core and the frustration of the team. All right. You just can't. Yeah. They get paid $10 million each on average. Mm -hmm. You can't fire the team, but the frustration is real for this fan base, for this, for the media. Like everyone's putting so much pressure and the pressure just comes more and more every single year. It's been a long time since since Shanahan had the you know the Shanna plan, the seven or eight year or whatever he said. Dubis and Shanahan own this fucking mess. They own it. Yeah, this is their mess. Leaf fans are correct to boo them when they lose to teams that they should be steamrolling. Right? I'm fucking disappointed. See, it's, it's not. I'm disappointed, and I fucking I have a sour taste in my mouth because Sheldon Keefe lost his credibility. When he fucking sucked up to Mitch Marner and everyone. I'm just saying Mitch Marner because I know it's him. Because he came out in the media and said that they spoke behind closed doors. He yeah. sucked up and sucked their asses for what he said. For calling them out. It's like telling someone that you're shit and then having to apologize for telling them they're shit. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I still wouldn't put the onus on Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan. Or even Sheldon Key for that matter. Like, I think the players just, in that Arizona game, they came out thinking they were going to win. And, you know, Nick Kiprios is, and Elliot Freeman, as much as I am not a, the biggest fan of Elliot Freeman, he came out yesterday and he talked about how the players literally played that game thinking they were going to, like you said, steamroll them. And they just didn't. Arizona caught them completely off guard. I mean, like, if you're in a workplace and you go to work, and it's early. Let's say it's 8 a.m. in the morning. Are you going to go to your boss and tell your boss, hey, boss, sorry, I know it's early. I need my coffee. Um, I'll make up for the effort once the coffee kicks in. In the third period. In the third period. <laughs> You're, yeah. Are you, can, like, what's your boss going to say to you? Like, are you fucking insane? <laughs> like, that's, that's really not how, not it how works. this works. We're paying that's you. not how it works. If that job is paying you $10 million to do if what you do. If you're being paid $10 million in salary you and you go to your boss and you say, sorry, boss, haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> um, give me two hours. I'll get yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. No, your boss is going to fucking fire your ass. That's what I'm talking about here. This is exactly what's wrong with the Leafs is that they are playing like they have no respect for their boss. They know that they're, nothing's going to happen to them. They're almost invincible, and that they're they're just starting to pay attention in the third period. That's exact. That's the best reference I have for you because that's exactly what it looks like. You know who is playing their ass off this se- this season so far, Mister Robertson. Yes. Well, I was going to say John Tavares. <laughs> well, John Tavares. John as Tavares well. is busting his ass out there. Yeah. And good on him. But yes, Nick Robertson. Um, has come into this season. He, you know, he sat out the first three games. Uh, they were going to give Malgin the chance to prove himself. Uh, then they brought in Robertson to see if he can prove himself. And boy, did he prove himself last night. Two goals, um, one major defensive play that led to his goal in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, he's out there busting his ass. And it may just be that he wants to show up his brother on the other side of the of the ice in that game last night, but... 
oh boy, Nick Robertson came to play. He wanted to, and that's, I hope that, you know, let everyone else on the team know that that's the way you have to play if you want to earn a spot on this lineup and stay in this lineup. You have to come out wanting to bust your ass every single shift. And that's what Nick Robertson did last night. You know what line he's playing on? Uh, he was playing on the second line last night with uh, Nylander and Tavares. And he looked so good he on that good. line. He looked really that good. Trio, that trio, I don't know. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking of it. It's like you, you always talk about, like the NHL uh, 2003 when you needed the, the hammer, the speed, and the skill player. They don't necessarily have the <laughs> hammer. hammer? Yeah. <laughs> they don't necessarily Nick have Robinson, that. the hammer? <laughs> but they've got the skill. I, I would say Tavares is the hammer on that. Oh come on! On that line, if you were to give the hammer to someone on that line, it would be John Tavares. You got Nylander with his puck control, his skill, and then you got Robins, Robertson as the quickest player on the face of the earth. That's so funny. He like, looked I, he looked really good last night. This team is going to be. Yeah, the, their lineups are so balanced now. You have Bunting, Marner, and Matthews on the first, then you have Robertson. Tavares Nylander on the second. Uh, then you can even throw Malgin on the third, right? Malgin playing like Malkin out here. Uh, easy reference. With Aston Reese and Kerfoot and Jarn Kroc. <laughs> and then you have Engvall and Kampf again and Obey Kubel. Like, I mean, the team's good. They've already sustained some injuries uh, to their, li- their lineup, forcing guys like Robertson in. Yep. Um, Matt Murray's out long term. Muzzin out long term. Did you see what uh, DJ came out and said? Um, the former assistant coach of the Leafs, now the coach of the Senators, he came out and said about Matt Murray because Matt Murray was the, their goaltender last year. He came out and said he was just always injured last year. Always. Like, that's a big thing for a former coach to say. He just flat out said, like, I think someone asked him, like, how do you reflect on Matt Murray's time in Ottawa? And he literally just said he was always hurt, always injured. And this is a guy we invested a fair bit of money in. Um, But luckily, we invested money in Samsonov as well. And he played well last night. And I think he's going to be our starter. Samsonov's playing like a man possessed because he he signed a one-year contract to prove it to me contract. It's a deal, yeah. so I mean that's great. They've got guys who they they've done this in the past, right? And they 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 traded for Jack Campbell on a prove it deal, and he blew up and went and got a contract elsewhere. Yep. They do this, right? They do this with their players, right? Spezza came on that way. Uh, Wayne Simmons came on that way. Like Joe Thornton, like all these players, they they come on and they sign these uh, small deals because there's a cap in place and they play pay three or four players. 10 plus million dollars a year so again they have to have players like this on their team yeah you're not wrong um but yeah you're talking about the injuries to matt murray he's gonna be out long term jake muzzin it did look like a scary one and it does make me you know a little concerned for him as a human being at this point mm-hmm. um because you know it's an it's a neck and head injury and those can be very serious very quickly um so he's going to be out for a little bit and, you know, I think take all the time you need, Jake Munzen, because um, you're a human being first. Um, and neck injuries can, you know, be have some serious long-term effects. So, Jake Muzzin should retire. I'm just going to put this out there. 
with the he, amount of head injuries he's that had that a lot man's of had, head injuries um yeah we we're big leafs fans here and we can be very critical of the leafs but we're also looking at the human known as jake muzzin and like mm-hmm. he has a family and like jake muzzin returned from a second concussion held him out for six weeks when he last had a concussion and now six months later he's taking another hit to the head and hit after hit after hit you're seeing what's happening in the nfl that cannot be good right like this is long-term effects that's gonna happen right and i don't know um i think this is gonna be a long-term injury for muzzin i don't know if he's gonna return quickly from this because it is a head injury and i think Uh, he's gonna take some personal time away too and i think he should the way they're talking the way they're dealing with this injury i think he's going to probably take some personal time away on top of the recovery time so i don't think we'll see him back anytime soon for sure yeah still got um labushkin right i mean can go out and get him <laughs> do we have labushkin no i'm no, just we saying don't. we have uh last year we had labushkin dermot Lilgren, um but they were shit so this year we have sandine who's taking a step forward we have really justin has. hall still we have tj brody we have giordano who signed a very um lucrative deal very team friendly contract. Um, I they, think the the least will be making some defensive moves. They're gonna have to. Yeah. But signing a guy like they went out last year and traded for a guy like Labushkin, they need to make a similar deal like that somewhere in the league and get a guy who can come in and just fill a spot on this team, play a couple minutes a game. I wonder if Radko Gudis is available. Radko, <laughs> you say? <laughs> yeah. No, they'll they'll definitely have to is make. He available some... for a trade in our league. Uh, anyone's available anyone uh should we move on to some football yeah some breaking news from last night late last night um kind of shook the world um this was a huge deal probably the best arguably the best running back in the league right now christian mccaffrey was traded from the carolina panthers to the san francisco 49ers last night yeah Um, huge deal huge implications um what were your thoughts on this initially Initially, I was like, oh, shit, not even a first rounder involved. But then I looked at what the 49ers were giving up and the player the 49ers were getting. And I think the 49ers overpaid. Do you think, do you have it in front of you? Like what the 49ers gave up? They gave up a second, third, and fourth round pick in this year's draft. Uh Uh-huh. The, those are high picks, right? So they gave up a second three, two, three, four this year, and then a five next year. Mm-hmm. So again, four draft picks for one player named Christian McCaffrey. You think they overpaid? I think they overpaid. Think Christian that's... McCaffrey has not played a full season in three years. Christian McCaffrey has not been able to stay healthy in three years. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey has been in the league as a running back for six plus seasons. There's a lot of wear and tear on that body. He's taken a lot of hits. He's taken he's a lot of mileage. The San Francisco 49ers don't have another draft pick until 2026. Really? They gave up a lot for Trey Lance. They just gave up a lot for Christian McCaffrey. This doesn't work out. They don't have another draft pick for three years. Wow, I didn't know that. Let that sink in for a sec. <laughs> so they're they're grabbing Jimmy Garoppolo and they're playing for this year. They're playing for this year and next year, maybe. But um, the I think the 49ers just went from kind of contenders to legit contenders. 
with this with this deal. You know, they didn't give up any of their roster for this year. It does, you know, mean that, you know, Jeff Wilson is probably not startable as a fantasy option going forward. Yeah. Um, it means that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have to throw the ball down the field. Jeff Wilson should be dropped in every league mm-hmm. because he's not even the backup anymore because Elijah Mitchell is coming back in two weeks. I think it, you can rule out Elijah Mitchell's fantasy value as well. I don't know. I'd stash him as a high-end <laughs> stash because, to my first point, Christian, Christian McCaffrey <laughs> cannot stay healthy. Very fair. Very fair. So, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see. I, I definitely don't think Christian McCaffrey plays this weekend. Um, it's it's too soon um, for that you know trade. If yeah. it if it does happen, it'll be it's because they rushed everything and got him on the field. But even even so, like he hasn't practiced with the team. They're going to throw him in there. So I definitely don't think he plays this weekend. Um, I think we'll see him next weekend playing for the 49ers, if that. Um, but yeah, this this whole division got a whole lot more interesting now. I wanted to talk about Russell Wilson as well, um, but I won't. Because <laughs> guys, like Russell Wilson is not good anymore. So you I'm do want to talk about him. <laughs> He's just not good. Um I don't want to get into it. Uh, we've talked about him a couple times already this season. I just don't understand it. Um, I can only say that he has the yips. There's nothing else. He can't throw the ball. He, since he had that hand injury last year, he's not been able to throw the ball. Yeah. I don't know if it's like an inner fear that he has or just like an actual mechanical malfunction on his hand or something he just doesn't have the same torque he doesn't have the same power no while we're on the topic of russell wilson have you seen his his uh what's it i don't remember the sandwich commercial that he did yeah for subway yeah have you seen the full dialogue the full monologue that he does for that it's so cringeworthy it's probably the most cringeworthy thing i've ever seen it's like him you know practicing in front of a mirror just like what he's going to say but him doing it in front of a camera. And he's like almost talking to someone else. You're very critical of athletes and, and their acting, right? Last episode, we talked about LeBron James. and his Oh, we did. <laughs> and this week, it's Russell Wilson. We did. Athletes, no one's safe. But tell me more about this commercial. It was, it's so bad. I need to, we need to post it on our social or something. Because yeah. it's so, so bad. And someone, the reason why I'm, this is on the, like the tip top of my brain right now is because someone put um his his monologue to the scene in the dark night when the joker comes in and interrupts the party and yeah. gives that whole speech to um rachel at that time maggie gyllenhaal and he's like talking to her and you know the eerie music is playing in the background and it it makes russell wilson sound like a serial like a psychopath serial killer oh my gosh and it's like it's i need to find this and i need to send this to you because it's so so cringeworthy every time i even think about it it's so bad uh but yeah athletes stop acting just stop doing it <laughs> unless it's unless it's for like a a, a cameo where you play yourself just stop doing it i got to see this commercial after I gotta, I gotta send it to you. It's, yeah, it's so please. good. Uh, should we move on from Russell Wilson? <laughs> yeah, let's get into some fantasy pickets of the week. Uh, do you have one ready to go? Uh, I do have one ready to go, okay. uh, and it is on the heels of last night's breaking news. Oh, okay. And 
everyone at we're going into week seven is this someone um, you picked up last week or last night last night yeah, yeah nice. everyone uh, is going into week seven <clears throat> i'm sh- i can almost guarantee you can use a starting running back yeah and there's been some injuries there is a starting running back position available on the carolina panthers the tanking carolina panthers but still a, a running back position available if you're in ppr leagues if you're in standard leagues, this is going to be a player who will be able to benefit you because this team will be playing from behind often. He's going to be taking dump offs often because he's the passing catch. He's a pass catching back, anyways. Uh, it's Deontay, Deonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman, yeah. Um, formerly the backup for Derrick Henry. So and you don't... he is now the backup turn right, starter they did. They in did Carolina. They did. So you would take him over Chuba Hubbard? I would. Chuba Hubbard had a conversation, or he had, sorry, he had a an opportunity. <clears throat> Christian, wow. again, I've, I've said Christian McCaffrey cannot stay healthy. Chuba Hubbard was drafted to back up um, Christian McCaffrey. He was given an extended opportunity last year, yeah. and he looked absolutely horrible. Bad. Um, which leads me to believe that he still is going to look horrible if given another opportunity. Uh, Deontay Foreman has looked really good in a short stint when given an opportunity. Uh, I think he had five carries last week, Deontay Foreman, for 19 yards. Uh, I think he is going to uh, be a solid add. And even even if he doesn't become the uh, the starter, Chuba Hubbard will be given the opportunity and look shit anyways, and they're going to go to him anyways. So. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, like you said, uh, the Panthers are going to tank the rest of the season, so they're going to run it a lot. They're not going to throw. They're not going to try and win. They're going to run it and run out the clock a lot. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good pickup. My pickup um, might come across as a little bit biased, but it is not. It is research-based, um, and that's Wandale Robinson, the wide receiver for the New York Giants. Kadarius Tony is an afterthought. Kadarius Tony should never be rostered in fantasy, should never be rostered probably in actual NFL. What about his brother, Tudale? Tudale Tony? Tudale Robinson. Oh, you think Are you going oh, one deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll let you no, have that okay. one. Okay, we'll you, move on. <laughs> how long did you think of that one? That was quick. Uh, Kadarius Tony should not be rostered. Um, Is he going to get traded? Huh? Tony? You think he's going to get traded at the no, deadline? No, he doesn't have any value right now. Yeah. Kenny G, Kenny Galladay should also never be rostered, even though he's being paid a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. Wandale Robinson from this draft, he's a second-round draft pick. Um, and he was picked to be the guy at the wide receiver. And he, he got a touchdown last week. He saw the majority of targets last week next to Saquon Barkley, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is he's the guy. Um, Kadarius Tony is injured every single week with a different injury. I'm not sure how the human body does that. Um, but uh, it's Wandale Robinson and pretty much no one else in that wide receiver room. So Wandale Robinson will get you solid fantasy points every single week going forward. Um, pick him up because uh, if you're in need of a flex, we're into the bye weeks now. Um, pick up Wandale Robinson. He's a viable option. Love that. Yeah. Uh, my second pickup of the week, <clears throat> Kenyon Drake. Okay. I want to hear your argument for this because... Kenyon Drake, okay. and I'm not confidently saying this, but I feel like I because there is no other, I spoke about, I like running backs. I feel like you can always use a starting running back. 
Kenyon Drake has emerged in the Baltimore backfield in week six to take over the lead. And he is a pass-catching threat. He is a running threat. J.K. Dombins has not practiced all week. J.K. who? J.K. Dombins. Dombins. J.K. Dub-a-dub. Yeah, continue. Um, He's not practiced all week, so I feel like J.K. Dobbins, go out and get him. He should be a good start this week against Cleveland. I see my second pickup of the week um, counters your pickup of the week, and my pickup is Gus Edwards. J.K. Dobbins, even when he is playing, he just does not look good. He didn't play the entire second half of last week's game. Mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake, yes, looked good in that game against the Giants, but Kenyon Drake does this. This is who who he's been for the past three, four years. He yeah. will look really good for one or two games, and then everyone will go and pick him up, and then you'll see everyone that went and picked him up dropped him the next week. This is what Kenyon Drake does. Um, I'm actually playing against someone in our league who picked up Kenyon Drake, and I'm very happy about it because they have a lot of faith in Kenyon Drake, and they're starting him this week. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was. Um, but Gus Edwards is on is designated to come back. Um, he they're saying he's going to be coming back this week. <coughs> if he does come back this week, play him. Um, if he doesn't, you should pick him up anyways and stash him for the next week because he's once he's healthy. I think the number one job is his. The Gus bus. The Gus bus. It is his job. It is his bus. It is his team. It is his bus. It's his bus. No one else owns it. Uh, those are our fantasy pickups of the week. That is going to do it for our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in all your fantasy leagues. Whoop, whoop. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 